Okay, I'm um, not a professional yet, but I'll work on it. We're <laughs> really close to being professional <laughs> podcasters. I just hit record for the first time ever uh, for an episode of Couple Skate we're, in seven, eight years. <laughs> We've been doing this nearly a decade. <laughs> we're about to figure out how. Because uh, we're on our own now. Stay tuned. Uh, well, that's, I guess, intro before we get into logistics. Hi. Hi. Hello. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to Couple Skate. Starring. I'm Emma Arnold. And Pitch. And we are out on my balcony yes. instead of your patio. Yes. Uh, one big change. Also, we're no longer doing the live streams. Yes. It's thank just going to. God. Yeah. You because were... you caught me at my worst. <laughs> for several years you're, you're welcome and then you're like oh just kidding we're not doing that anymore and i was like oh we had an option i did not know that. okay i kind of forgot we didn't have an that we've been doing it for like two years now right like With the live stream well we yeah, started the live like summer of 2020 yeah and it never occurred to me that we could stop doing the live stream until we were t- talking about it and alex was like i mean you don't have to do the live stream every time and i was like oh my god why did we i did forget it for that? the first few years yeah it was just and a I podcast don't even, i guess it was because it was covid yes and we were trying to connect uh yeah. in kind of a different way yeah trying so, to give some of the patreon people a little extra something thought it would be nice for people um but uh we're done with that <laughs> yeah and it's so much easier. Like, I didn't have to put on makeup. You look gorgeous. Thank you, you. You came up over and I was like, well, maybe we should do a live stream because you look incredible today. I appreciate it. I got dressed. <laughs> well. So, no, it's that weird time of year where uh, I'm transitioning from my uh, transitioning my closet from warm weather wear to cool weather wear. Mm-hmm. And um, there's like two weeks where there's nothing that's the right thing to wear because like you put it on the morning because it's cool and then by the afternoon you're sweating yeah and so i have all the totes that i have all my clothes in um out on the back patio totes are out people and change of season that's why we're here (laughs) change of season um but i told dave i was like well i'm not doing it until this coming weekend because that's when the temperatures tank yeah, I had to film something uh, downtown, and uh, when we were filming it, we started in the morning, so I was wearing corduroy overalls and, like, a t-shirt, but I was like, this is a perfect little fall outfit because, like, it's a little chilly t-shirt for a t-shirt, but then I have these corduroy overalls on, so it's, like, perfect, and then we were going to do one location, and then Alex was like, well, what if we did, like, 15, and so instead, I was, like, running around all day filming this thing and all over the place, and he had me run up the front of Camel's back to get to the top of the mountain. What? And by the end, I was the sweatiest I've ever been in my entire life. Like just drenched in sweat by the time we were done filming this thing. And I, I literally wanted to burn those overalls. I was like, these are not practical for any weather is what the thing is. They're, just, they're too hot. Well, you know what they're good for? Elementary school. <laughs> Yeah, I just need a cheese stick and a juice box <laughs> and a little nap. I did by the end. I was a wreck and it was very I did feel good, though, because so I was walking up camp the front of Camel's Back, which when we were kids, it was just a dirt uh, for people who aren't. In oh, Boise. my gosh. It was. It, yeah, it was a weird, sandy, treacherous. Yeah, it's like a, it's a mountain all up. It. It's part of the foothills. It's part of our hiking trails. But like there used to be like this like trench that people would run up. But then they put stairs into it. So I was walking up the front of that and I was even like, because since I had COVID, I've never really recovered from like my lung capacity is has never recovered. So I was walking up and I was like every 10 stairs just stopping like, oh, let's look at the view. But I was really (laughs) like, I might pass out. I might pass out. And then, of course, that's a hard uh, trek, even if you're super fit. Yeah, it is just like relentlessly at an incline. Yeah. In fact, this so this very young guy, no shirt, tiny shorts, comes running past me, humiliates me, right? I'm stopping in my sweaty overalls, dressed like a toddler, in near tears because I'm so hot. About And I'm like about a third of the way up and I'm already like very tired. He goes, he breezes past me and I'm like, fine, whatever. And I, But I keep going, one foot in front of the other and I get to uh, about like two thirds of the way up and guess who's waiting for me? 
winded himself. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Athlete. He couldn't even do it. So even no, if you were in really good it shape. Really, it's, he, I'm not like, kidding. He was going to charge up that thing and then he got two thirds of the way up and was like, oh, Jesus Christ. And he couldn't do it either. So I felt better. I was like, okay, so I'm out of shape, but even this guy can't do it. And I was like, should have paced yourself, kiddo. Should have paced yourself. He still beat me up, but I did make it to the top. And I was, I did feel like I was going to die by the end. It's hard on the knees too. It is. Yeah. I feel like I'm not going to do that anymore. You know? Yeah. It's just too much. When we went to leave, Alex started down. And I was like, oh, I'm going down the backside. <laughs> You've been, I Which was is like. a lovely meandering that's trail. A nice, yeah. He ran me up the front. Times. I was like, what are, <laughs> what are you doing? But we did film a very cute thing and we had a lot of fun. And uh, we popped all over Boise, which was fun because, you know, I feel like since like, since COVID started, there's a lot of downtown I haven't been to in a couple years, which is strange because this is my city. And, you know, I used to go to I used to be downtown all the time, even though I didn't live downtown. I was constantly on the north end and, and downtown. So it was fun to kind of pop around and see all these places that I was There's like, I haven't been here in forever. lots of new things, lots of refreshed things. I noticed that, too. We went down. I don't remember for what reason. And I was uh, doing that really annoying, like, grandpa thing where you read every single sign. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Okay, I gotta ask you: Does Dave also do that, or is no. the, are you the person? See, no, I'm the person. I'm lucky family. because Alex and I both do that. <laughs> and one day I was like, I'm so glad I got together with somebody else who always reads everything <laughs> when we're driving, because other, I'm sure that's very annoying for a non-sign reader, for the person in the relationship who's like, Why do you have to read it? Why do you have to do that? I'm like, I don't know. I wish I didn't have to, but I do. So I lucked out. Alex also reads the signs. Yeah, I think it's a really good, for me, it's a wayfinding tool. Like if I say it out loud, then I'm making like a, a note of it. And I have to say it's worked for me over my life in terms of how I get around because I'll be like, you know, thinking back, okay, so that said, you know, Combs Car Corral or whatever. <laughs> and then I remember that that's how I find my way, way you navigate yeah. yeah or i remember things i'll be like oh yeah remember we were just downtown and we saw there's a new consignment furniture store or something like that i'm glad yours is useful i don't think mine is in any way i think it's just a compulsive thing that i do uh do you just say it in a normal voice because i don't every time oh, i'm no, it's like an announcement <laughs> as, mine's always gotta gotta be gotta be like tin roof tacos <laughs> like i always have to do something and i even it, after it comes out i'm always like oh well, dang it Dang it. But Alex says it too. I luckily. think mine is also like I've been trying for years to um, point things out to Bodhi because he is he's the person that falls asleep immediately upon getting into the mm, car. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, you are now a driver. This was before he was even driving. And I was like, you got to like pay attention to your surroundings. Yeah. Know what's there, how to get around, like what street leads to what street. Like if you're just sleeping the whole time, he literally like doesn't know from the time we get into the house or into the car. And then when we arrive at our destination that there's anything in between there. So I think I was a little bit like, okay, well I'm just going to keep talking and like announce the stuff, like point out what to yeah. be observant of. Be like, look, Warm Springs. Yeah. And that's off Broadway. Right. And you should probably know that. Yeah. I, I also do this very annoying thing that I'm relieved Alex does because I, I, like, I genuinely recognize this is such uh, an asshole, annoying thing to do in a relationship. But like, because I've lived here for so long, uh, if we're driving somewhere, you know, okay, so like, let's say, uh, let's say we're going to Camel's Back from my house. Okay. I'm like, and Alex is driving. I'm like not going to hop on the freeway. You know, I'm always like, I know the fastest way to get to everything in Boise. And we very regularly have these like little arguments that, you know, not in like bad faith or anything, but just where I'm like, mm, it's definitely faster to pop down coal. And he'll be like, no, it's not. Absolutely not. Overland is faster. And I feel like it, I feel like most people get very irritated by that. But for us, it's like a real need to know thing. So then we'll like immediately one of us will map it and then he'll be like, coal is faster. And then that's the way like there's no argument after that of like, it doesn't matter if we're four minutes slower for us. It, it, it does matter for both of us, even though we're never in a hurry. It just matters to take the fastest way. So we're always like settling those arguments and then taking the fastest route. Oh, that's nice. We, we don't settle them because both Dave and I are native to the area mm -hmm. and uh a lot of our driving you know when we were first learning how to drive and how to navigate was in the boise area 
So we'll be like, I'll be like, well, you know, if I were you, I'd take, you know, take Vista and then jog over to Federal Way and then go down the backside to Overland. He's like, you're out of your mind. You're going to take Protest Hill? You're not going to take Protest? What are Definitely you doing? not going to take Protest because that's by the university. So the traffic, then you have to go you Apple. Tw- you have to go, tw- and that's 25 miles an hour. You're going to slow yourself down. These are, the, these are the literal debates we have for like 20 minutes on the way to somewhere. And uh, I know it would probably annoy a lot of people, but I really genuinely want to know the best route to places so, so I, appreciate I have figured it. out what i consider like the most genius route to the airport which is i take the um frontage road that goes parallel to the sure. freeway yeah absolutely and so i can go down overland and then jog orchard and then take, o- take orchard that frontage. over yeah the freeway i always would take the freeway but i'm like why are we wasting all this time at the on then and you don't have ramps. to go the loops you don't have to go around you have to wait for that light yeah, yeah. You just take the frontage road Boom, and, and then it's then only you're back 45 there. miles an hour but yeah. in terms of like time saved at multiple lights i've been trying to tell alex about the frontage road for nobody's five on the frontage years. road now he never well, wants to do it he's a freeway guy no yeah i love i love the those are like one of my favorite things about being in a couple with alex is that I feel like other people I've been with have been very annoyed with me for being like frontage is faster. And they're like, it doesn't fucking matter. I'm like, it matters to me. It matters to me. Yeah. This is one of my top five skills. I'll be honest. I just like to know how to get somewhere most I efficiently. To, yeah. I'm not necessarily about uh, efficiency because oftentimes the most efficient is the freeway. But the vibe of the freeway oh, is so, yeah. real aggro. Yeah. So I'm always looking for the fastest route that's also the least, like, frantic, frenetic route. Yeah. Like, the most pieced out route. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe there's a couple more stop signs, but there's nobody else on the road. You yeah. You know? Like, I prefer that. That's Alex. He's yeah. like, I'd rather take Kootenai. Yeah. I'd rather stop a few times. I'd rather see a bunch of cute I mean, houses Kootenai, and maybe some ducks. I was just going to say. If you take Kootenai, there is fantastic houses. There's great houses. And every the time. sightseeing. Yeah. And yeah, then you're like, vibes. I would love to live in one of these houses on Kootenai, but I would never want to live on Kootenai because it's now a major thoroughfare. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks to Alex. <laughs> <laughs> we were on uh, Cole mm-hmm. and uh, Franklin the other mm-hmm. day by the mall. Mm-hmm. And when we pulled up, it was, I don't know, I don't know what they call it. Oh, it was yeah. Fire, it was the firefighters. Yeah, doing I saw the that thing. you posted that. And yeah. then we went through. You gotta. And uh, I also noticed it. And Alex was making fun of me because I called it street booting. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, that's not what, <laughs> it's not street booting. But they had the boots out there collecting for muscular dystrophy, I believe. Uh, and the fire, fire, they're all cute. They're all out there. And um, the first time we went, I didn't have any cash. And I was like, oh, dang. But uh I was noticing something and I want to get your your opinion on this. Um, and it just so happened that like so Alex is sorting his uh, storage unit stuff that he he went and got. And um, he he can't just he's it's he's it's taken him like two years to sort this stuff because he's not. A, I'm a sorter like this. Yes. No. Yes. No. Alex has to like feel every memory and experience every item and slowly make a decision like he's he you know he doesn't he doesn't go through that stuff quick so it's taken him forever and so every time i'll go and check on how his progress he's like wearing a new outfit from Mm. stuff he found and the other day he came in and he was wearing no shirt just jeans and some fireman uh suspenders Mm. and i was like you should keep those you're gonna keep (laughs) keeping those suspenders uh and when we pulled up the fireman they were had those suspenders and I was thinking, isn't it interesting that uh, suspenders can either be the hottest <laughs> item of clothing on a person you've ever seen uh, or it's very 2010 bad or memories having just had a circus wedding sort of clownish <laughs> yes or or very 2010 fedora uh guy who says milady to right. you or gramps <laughs> or gramps yeah or an old man and it was uh, like this the firemen were running over and like you know we ended up on the way back we had some money and so i like roll down the window and um and i was bummed because i was like no the cute firefighters were on the north side these guys are fine but they weren't as cute as the other ones and i was like great that's fine it wasn't a stripper show well uh (laughs) (laughs) you weren't i mean the guy who came and got my money had his suspenders down i was like put them back up 
You want my six dollars? Put your suspenders on. <laughs> take it off. Take it off. Yeah. Well, I wanted the cute firefighter, but then I have one. So I was like, all right, forget yeah. it. Forget it. But I was just thinking, I was like, it's funny that those are either so sexy. Like when Alex came out, I was like, Jesus Christ. I was like, I could I could post this picture and you could start an OnlyFans from these suspenders. <laughs> this oh, this could be your whole thing is suspenders. But then, yeah, there's some definitely context. 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 Yeah. Because 2010-ish, I feel like there was a real, like a lot of guys wearing suspenders around and it was a rough time. It was not like a lot of faux hawks, a lot of, you know, skinny, skinny suspenders. I've tried to convince Dave to wear suspenders over the years because he has no ass. Yeah. And then uh, the belts um, have to be pretty substantial on his pants. And then he, when he was doing a lot of carpentry, um, he always had, you know, like heavy duty pants that had like the built in knee pads and stuff. So his pants would just constantly be like under his butt cheeks. And so I was like, you know, you could just wear suspenders and then they wouldn't just constantly be slipping down. Um, but he says that they rub his nipples. Oh, I hadn't really <laughs> I hadn't considered that. <laughs> that makes absolute sense. Like, huh. I guess. You need some little pasties under there and then his that makes sense. They actually <laughs> seem like they would rub your nipples if you're not if that's not your thing. Then yeah, yeah that doesn't sound great at all. Oh. I can't mm-hmm. imagine. The uh, the the world and troubles of having no butt. I've never I, ca- I can't have both oh, eyes yeah, with that. I have yeah, I've never I mean, experienced I that. I don't even ever wear a belt, but yeah, a belt is a huge consideration yeah. for Dave. And he's constantly like trying to get a different kind of belt because certain belts work better. And now they have all these like really heavy duty stretchy belts Mm. um, that seem to work pretty good. But yeah, it just seems like so annoying. I was at a family party and you know how sometimes somebody will say something that just like keeps sticking with you. This is like three months ago and it just keeps like pinging through my head occasionally. But my niece came over and she was like, oh, my gosh, you've put on some weight. It looks so good. It looks so good on you. And I was like, thanks. And she was like, God, it's so nice to see you with finally with a butt. And I was like, excuse me. And she's like, oh, you've always been so skinny. You've never had a butt. And I was like, I even when you were skinny. Had a yeah, butt. I was like, I've always had a butt. Even when I was like a kid, I had a butt. Even when I was at my skinniest, I've always been mostly butt. Like I, that's the first place weight goes on me and everywhere else last. And she she was like, oh, it's just so cute. Like now you actually finally have a butt. And I literally every day, at least four or five times that pops in my head, like you finally have a butt. And I'm like, I have always had a butt. <laughs> Did I not? Am I wrong? Is she wrong? No, What's going she's on? Wrong she's wrong. Sure. I was she like, must I be confusing you with some somebody else yeah i was like i feel like i've always been a butt guy i've always had a butt yeah, for <laughs> i've sure. never had to be like i gotta get a belt yeah i mean can you even imagine no to have to to have to have a specific item of clothing that holds your other clothing on no no <laughs> never been an issue my problem is sometimes getting the clothes off every yeah every <laughs> pair of pants i've ever owned i've always been like I have to do the hop, you know, where you're putting it on, you're jumping around. Mm-hmm. Uh, and no, I've never had that. I've never had that. Or the the one that um, that is my nemesis, which is the back zip dress. Oh, yeah. <laughs> my <laughs> And that one time where I was still uh, alone, living alone, and I put on this really cute sundress. And then the zipper, because it's always those, um, in what they call an invisible zipper, it's like tucked mm-hmm. behind the fabric. And so the invisible zipper on the back sundress, and then you're trying to reach over and pull it down enough so that you can reach under behind you and pull it down. And it got jammed oh on the fabric and it was like never going to come off. Like I was just completely trapped in that <laughs> dress and I had to use scissors to cut down the front <laughs> of my dress. And I was like, I, this is, this is, I could have died in that dress. I, I have twice in fitting rooms had to be like, excuse me, please come help me. <laughs> I am stuck in this dress. Cause yeah, like if you get it on, sometimes you can't get that zipper back down. Gravity's not working with you. Yeah. That's happened to me a couple yeah, times. Yeah. And if it gets stuck, those stupid invisible uh, zippers just get stuck almost every single time. They've yeah. got the tiny, tiny tines and. It gets just slightly off of the track and then it's like, yeah, yeah, you'll never get it done. One time at Target, I was trying on a dress and I had gone 
it's clearly a size smaller than I should have and I got stuck in it. But I when I went to unzip it, I had zipped my hair into <laughs> it like bad and I could not get it off. And I ended wow, up you I ended up your hair. No, I ended up calling a friend of mine and be who lived over by the mall and being like, I need I need you to come to Target. <laughs> I need you to come to Target. And bless her heart, she bam in the car drove straight there came i'm here she like yelled from the front of the dressing room i'm here she came and she had got because i was like i'm gonna have to cut my hair it was so gnarled in there and she was able to get it out without ripping it i mean i ripped still ripped out quite a bit but it was such a disaster and i was like having one of those i literally was in there crying just like yeah it just makes you just feel like well this is the end this is as low as you can go yeah stupid petty situation <laughs> you know i'm at Humiliated. fucking target trying on a like 12 dollar dress <laughs> stupid tube dress <laughs> yeah yeah like that yeah i i had to uh there was a dress i was trying on the other day that i just was like i i ended up doing the thing where you like when you're trying to get it off you raise your arms too fast and just like ripped Rip, the yeah. seam and i was like oh okay yeah, well, that's done. You don't fit into that. Yeah, they, we found the answer. No, these clothes don't fit you. Oh, it's so frustrating. Clothes are really frustrating. Yeah, I have to go shopping. I have to go get like some like adult lady clothes. All the clothes I own are toddler overalls or like hoey's crop toppy things. I don't have very many like she's a she's a, a business lady. I don't well, have very many luck. of those. Good yeah, luck. it's so hard. I haven't been yeah, able to find anything. Yeah, and it's like you have to find that, but then you have to find it that it, that fits you and is flattering and like fits you on on the arm, and, but also fits you in the bust, but also fits you in the waist. I mean, I just that's why Alex. So after ugh. your wedding, because he sewed those outfits, he got he's gotten super into sewing. Yeah, and um, the weekend after your wedding, he made me go to every thrift store in Boise, and he bought like a hundred vintage patterns for things because he just was like super fired up about sewing and he's gotten like a bunch of fabric and he's just like he's out right now he's out there in the shop sewing i don't know what he's working on exactly but he's nice. always out there like messing with his sewing machine tootling around and sewing stuff so i was hoping it would be so amazing if he got really into sewing and he just tailored all my little cute outfits yeah that's the dream yeah people think the dream is marrying a rich person no, no it's marrying a person who sews right incredible if you could right. just be like hey this this needs to be let out a or little. who can make a bunch of circus games yeah that, yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> hashtag dream dave <laughs> dream dave yeah tailoring is really i mean i'm just dis always disgusted by women's clothes because you know we don't even have the luxury of having a waist length sizing sizing yeah. for our pants as if somehow we're all the same height and the same i've never thought about that how strange that i've never thought yeah like why why isn't it 28 30 for yeah. us or well, whatever we get, you could sometimes get petite or and sometimes you can get long and mm -hmm. then average but you can't get like inch by inch why the fuck not why not yeah also, every brand, it's a mystery. Yeah. Uh, you're a f you're a four, you're a seven, you're an 18. You never know. Every and then you brand have to make these different. like wild guesses because yeah. generally what I've found is that the more expensive the clothes, the smaller the size you wear. Mm -hmm. This has been my experience. I don't know if it's true across the board. It's not. But um, I bought a dress the other day online from a brand um, that I haven't owned anything from, but I've coveted from for many years. And they had like some, you know, sale that they sold to me on Instagram. And I was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna go buy a, you know, a dress. And I thought for sure, for sure, for sure, I would wear a large and um, it came and it's so fucking massive that like, it doesn't even fit my wrists like it has a you know cuff and a and a button at the wrist and it like hangs down on my hand <laughs> and i'm like what fucking size am i then yeah you know like this is insane and of course uh it was a clearance uh, no returns or exchange. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> have alex hem it for you. Yeah. <laughs> you probably But the thing like the whole thing is big. Yeah. And I thought, well, this is like one of those brands where I could have been sure, like, if I get, there's no way I'm a medium in this. Yeah. You yeah. know, like, I'm I'm like a triple XL at Target or whatever. Yeah. But then if you buy something that's, you know, I don't know. 
Yeah, I had I was trying to buy something the other day and it was like it had like a little size helper thing. And I was like, great. So I click on it and it's like, uh, you know, how tall are you? What do you weigh? What size do you usually wear in what at these brands? Oh. And I was like, oh, how helpful. So I was like, but I was also like, I have no idea. But I had like two things, like two target things. So I was like, oh, I usually wear a six. And it was like, well, you're probably a six then. I was like, oh, helpful. <laughs> Very. I was like, what? Sounds like maybe you're six. I was like, so not. So it wasn't like, give us your measurements. We'll tell you your size. It was like, what do you usually wear? Well, maybe it's that. Well, like, then they awesome. say things like roomy fit or, yeah. you know, I really appreciate fit or- uh, the people who um, when you buy something online, who post a picture of themselves yes. in it and they're like, I am five, two and one hundred and fifty pounds. This is what this looks like on me. Yeah. Uh, you are you are the warriors out there doing it. Although I will say I was shopping for some stuff at uh on Fenty at Savage Fenty or whatever and I was cracking up because the people posting uh, in that section are gunning for a a career they're going for a modeling career those photos are they're not just like this is what I look like in the onesie Mm -hmm. they're like here's me here's me lounging on a beach in the onesie here's me (laughs) on a caftan in the on it was very funny I was like well I guess this is one way to start your modeling career is just I mean post in the comments yeah I mean if you are gonna get hired by a brand it's probably gonna be them yeah well they have $25 onesies right now Uh if you're looking for a really cozy onesie I did say to Dave last night is it time for my romper Ooh, it's it's almost it's almost romper season and he was like i mean instantly was like no (laughs) 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 no it is not time for no 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 (laughs) no it's way too warm yeah i was like but otter pop hasn't seen me in my romper he would love me in my romper when we were downtown filming we saw this very pretty young woman but she was wearing one of the shorty rompers that's like a tank top and tiny shorts and i was like look i'm not bitching about how much skin she's showing i don't care about that but i was like it's definitely not tiny summer romper season right like i get that it's not full romper season yet but it's definitely i was like you you look like she's clearly like very cute dressed up i was like she's on her way to a date you can totally tell but i was like you look you look like you don't know it's october like Mm -hmm. I'm not a you can't wear white after Labor Day, but I was like, I feel like shorty onesies after (laughs) September 30th makes you look a little like you're not paying attention (laughs) to anything around you. Well, just wait till it's like full blown December and 10 degrees in downtown. And there are so many girls wearing short, short skirts and no coat. No coat. that fabric is so flimsy and they're all shivering and they're shivering 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 and you're just like you could get a cute coat you could yeah you know you could take it off in the bar yeah it just gets you could even get something at a thrift store that you don't care if it gets stolen or lost yeah like just have something that you can throw over a chair and if it's gone when you come back oh well it was an eight dollar coat yeah doesn't even matter no you gotta freeze (laughs) we did our time we froze i don't know that i mean i definitely did freeze but that was mostly because uh you know dresses in general are not warm but then the bare legs and because you can't like wear a sock with a high heel yeah yeah you know you have to either wear like a very thin tight or nothing nothing and then you get a freeze yeah i was and your uh, toes oh the toes the free the frozen toes i wore heels for like i've worn a low heel a few times this last couple years but i wore like a heel heel to your uh toast and roast yeah and uh, didn't really think about it, just threw on. The outfit I was planning to wear didn't work out. It uh, I had something really cute in mind and it didn't work, so I ended up just throwing on a black dress and, and then pairing some shoes with it. And I lasted in those shoes for about 25 minutes yeah. at that thing. I took them off, I was like, oh, these are like six inch heels and I was not emotionally prepared for the pain and agony and that you, these and are. And then you left them there. I did, <laughs> like a child. Which is not like, yeah, I don't think I'll ever wear these again. <laughs> that was so funny because all two of my kids, so Calvin and Ar- Arthur constantly leave their shoes places. Mm-hmm. And you cannot imagine the number of times I've been like, how do you leave your shoes somewhere? How do you just, you're nearly a grown up. You're like, how do you just walk away and leave your shoes somewhere? And then I did it. And I was like, oh, I see. I get it now. Yeah. Well, because you follow the, the most, uh, I think practical fashion route, which is you always come prepared with another shoe. Yeah, I brought a flip flop. Yeah, yeah, I do that always. Mm-hmm. I also did that at my wedding. I took my shoes off and I had my backup shoes, and then, um, 
I was able to dance because after two and a half, three hours in the high heels, you know, yeah. then you're going to get on the dance floor in those. Yeah. I do not think so. When we, when we were downtown, I saw this group of like business dudes, but there was one gal with them and, she, and they were all dressed extremely casually. I only knew they were business guys because they were all wearing lanyards and they were clearly from out of town getting a tour from someone. What just landed on me? A rock. Oh, <laughs> rock the dog. That is pretty impressive. They flipped a rock like 18 feet up to you, like 16 feet. Yeah, we're sitting uh, on it's the- right there. You got it. On the- uh, The balcony. balcony but and the dogs, dogs are, are wrestling that hard. <laughs> Well, at least Otterpop has stopped crying because yeah. he got, he gets a little bit intimidated now that Bev is so gigantic. Yeah, but they're getting along now. Now they're wrestling and wrestling. But so they were all just like they were all dressed mm-hmm. like very comfortably, like, you know, comfortable shoes. It's called the patriarchy. Yeah. I don't know if yeah. you're familiar. And then the one gal <laughs> yeah. who was with him, she was wearing stilettos, mm-hmm. open toed stilettos and a like extremely tight pencil skirt. And she was trying to keep up with him. And she was like walking like it was a, such a tight skirt. She was like doing tiny steps and she was walking super fast to keep up with them. And I was like, you know, she's in agony. Mm-hmm. Like every piece of her body hurts right now. Mm-hmm. And she's just like running to keep up with these guys who are in no way like, oh, we should slow down because she's wearing heels. Not at all. Like nobody was paying any attention. And I was like, not worth it. Put on some put on some flats. Don't yeah, try to. Honestly, I thought that we weren't doing that. Anymore. Yeah, I thought so, too. I thought we all agreed. I thought so, too. I thought yeah. there was a collective agreement. Uh, but I don't know. Some people are just they're going they're going pre covid with that shit. Yeah, not me. I read a study uh, yesterday and it was talking about how um, as women get older, because your estrogen and your progesterone start to dip, you actually stop caring. I mean, I don't know why this is. This is like, duh. But now there's like the science to like really back it up. But like you because of your hormones dip, you stop caring and you're no longer trying to procreate. So you no longer give a shit what men think about you. And so you stop dressing to appeal to men and you stop dressing or like talking and acting and all these different things. And I was like, it's kind of interesting that like there's biology there. that there's biology because I've been I've been feeling that. And I just thought it was covid. You know, mm-hmm. I'm 42. But it, it kind of just was like, oh, I guess it's because of covid and like a lot a lot of gender things for me shifted during covid, just not being around dudes. But I was like, oh, also, I guess biologically, also, you you don't feel like caretaking people anymore. And I was like, no wonder men date 22 year olds. Mm -hmm. No wonder. Because you turn 42 and then you're like, I'm wearing comfortable shoes and I'm not wiping your ass anymore. (laughs) And they're like, what? What happened? But it turns out it's like literally biological that you're just all of a sudden, which is really kind of cool, actually, that like you go through this shift that you're supposed to feel bad about. You know, you're supposed to be like, oh, no, I'm getting older. Oh, I feel, you know, I, I don't appeal to men as much. I'm like, they don't appeal to me. Actually, <laughs> biologically, I have not looked at a man and been like, oh, hell, like, like those firefighters, aesthetically, it's pleasing to me. I'm yeah. like, nice. I like it. But I haven't, I haven't like seen a man and been like, yeah, I need that inside of me other than the one I have in, in over two years now. Biologically, it just, I'm like, no, no. I'm over it. I'm done. I just think that's so interesting. There's biology to well, so back that up. That's interesting, too, because we just had to have like this uh, come to Jesus conversation with Bodhi this week because he has like he's been the kid who literally does not care at all what he wears and he'll just throw on any old thing for the entire time that I've known him. And we like, you know, we'd go shopping and, pick, you know, pick something out together or whatever. But he's had no like it was just like he just didn't even have any um he placed no value on it so then a couple weeks ago he had like this nervous breakdown conversation with dave that he was having panic attacks about his clothes which by the way we clarified was an exaggeration (laughs) according to him (laughs) after he calmed down a little bit really a teenager a teenager Because wow. we're like, we need to really know if you are having panic attacks. Yeah, because that's, that's something that we were are going to have to handle kind of in a different way. No, okay, I just felt weird. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. He was like, no, no, I wasn't. I'm not. I'm not having panic attacks. Um, but so we had this whole conversation because it's like all of a sudden he cares what he's wearing, and mm-hmm. he's late to this. Mm-hmm. He's 16. 
he's had a girlfriend. So we keep thinking, you know, we were thinking like years ago he would come around to caring. Um, but then I had I had this kind of interesting conversation with him, which was I was like, well, so here's the thing. Uh, are you wanting to have different clothes because you like certain things and you're interested in looking a certain way? Or are you wanting different clothes because you feel self-conscious and you kind of want to disappear or be invisible? Like, what is the goal with mm, these clothes yeah. and why are you having an emotional reaction to I need it? you to have this talk with me, too. <laughs> <laughs> this is good for me right now. But I mean, I hadn't really thought about it until I was having the conversation with him because when I was in high school, and I think there is, there's this kind of, there's two kinds of kids. There's the kids that don't want anybody to notice them, don't want to be visible. Mm -hmm. And so they're always finding ways to be, to wear invisible clothes. And then there's kids who, uh, you know, want to flaunt what they have or to make a certain point with what they have or whatever. And um, I was the kid who always had the piece of clothing that was what nobody else had. It was really interesting. I got it at a thrift store. It was you know, loud, it was colorful. Mm -hmm. I mean, the exact same way that I dress now. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I think some people come to that later. I came to that as a young person. Um, and so what I told him was, you know, you have to, like, people are going to judge you no matter what. They're going to make as assumptions about you no matter what you're wearing. So you kind of have to say, like, well, I'm deciding how I'm going to dress and what I wanted to say. And then I'm just going to have to go with it. Like, that's going to be my thing. And I said, I really hope that you decide to uh, have clothes that you like and that represent something about you, like that you've chosen because they make you feel good or they make you feel confident or they make you feel... Uh, interesting or like whatever instead of like being led with I want to disappear yeah I don't like, want to get picked on like yeah, yeah I don't want to get picked on you know and not that I mean I don't really think that's what he was thinking about but I was like you know make decisions because you you like things not because uh you want to Fit in. Fit in. Yeah. I mean, but even if you're making things because you, even if you're making choices because you want to fit in, you know, who do you want to fit in with? What's your group? What do you, you guys like collectively like? Like make a choice based on a positive thing instead yeah. of a negative yeah. thing. And yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if teenagers can. No, I mean, do that. Those are literally the conversations we've been having with Arthur recently is like, you know, you have to decide who you are outside of the scope of other people. And you have to, you have to, you know, make these. And he's just, it's just like, what? It's, it's one of those times as a parent where you're like, I'm literally sitting in the room uh, where my mother tried to tell me these same things. And I did not yeah, absorb any of it. it. I didn't. Yeah. I, I'm like, you, you got to be your own person. And, and he's just like, it's I can just see that he's like I don't I'm not none of this is sinking in none of it well and but also like uh, defensively yes they do not want to believe or hear or understand anything that you're saying yeah. that's where we're at like yeah. I could literally say the exact opposite thing and he would be like you're full of shit yeah it doesn't and matter so what it, you say so it we're at yeah it doesn't yeah. matter and then like we have been asking and asking and asking like Okay, so what do you want for school? What do you need for school? What, you know, what kind of clothes do you want? So we've had these conversations for months and he won't tell us what he wants or, you know, he just kind of, I think he just wants to have something to like be in opposition with us about. So mm -hmm. we're like, okay, fine. So then he throws this big fit about how he doesn't like any of his clothes and he hates the way he feels and all this stuff. And so we're like, dude, you have a ton of money. Like, just go buy some yeah, stuff. Like, I have, I have no... No skin in this game. I don't give a shit. Like, I just don't want it to be dirty. And it should fit you like it's supposed to fit you. You know, yeah. quit wearing these tiny T-shirts that we bought you two years ago. Um, So he went this week. He went all through his room and like organized his clothes. And then he sort of shamefully brought out this bag um, 
I was like, well, anything that needs to be donated, you know, just put in a bag. And so he brings it out and it's got like three t-shirts in it and like turns out he does small underwear yeah and uh, i was like there's nothing in here of any substance that you know this is stuff you haven't worn for years or like what are you even thinking yeah it just was such a so much drama so much drama for literally nothing my kids have definitely done the well i shouldn't say my kids because calvin does not care what he wears he doesn't notice he doesn't shop i buy him things i put it in the drawers the other day on his way to school i said Hey, you're like a college guy now. You should probably stop wearing pajama pants to school every day. And he was uh, like, "That is a college guy thing." Actually. Yeah, he goes, "I'm in the College of Engineering. <laughs> Everybody has pajama pants." And I was like, "All right, fair enough. Enjoy your day. Enjoy your day." That's actually, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's true because Dave's been working at the university. He's like, yes. all these kids, all they wear is pajamas." Yeah, like, that's entirely. Yeah. I think that's entirely true. Um, but. But the other two occasionally will have like a big meltdown about how they have no clothes. And same thing. I'll be like, well, go through your stuff. Tell me what you need. And they'll come out and be like, well, I, I do have a bunch of clothes. I just didn't put them away. <laughs> They're just in a laundry basket. And I'm like, oh, it turns out I do have a lot of clothes. So, yeah. Yeah. And also, I think they have no. <gasps> Sorry, uh, they, they haven't like investigated what yeah. would be something that they would want. I mean, they I don't think they're like looking at people like. For instance, I did. I was looking at fashion magazines all the no, time. Yeah, I was not. looking at catalogs all the time. I was like trying to figure out exactly, you know, every outfit for every instance that, you know, I was yeah. experiencing. They so are not doing that. They're not no. doing that. And they're like, I guess this T-shirt's fine. It smells okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My, what we've been going through with Arthur is he's been having kind of a rough couple of weeks, but we were talking to him yesterday and he at one point was like, I'm just like, I'm just like sad. I'm just like sad. And like, I just like, can't, you know, I'm just like sad. And I was like, yeah, that's the human condition, man. <laughs> and like, I think I'm, it's, I empathize with him. Cause like at that age, you know, he's like, it's just like, Oh, I, I, I can't wait. He said at one point he said, I can't wait to be an adult so I can finally relax. I was like, Oh, I have, <laughs> I have some really bad news for you. I'm so sorry. This is the relaxing part. Turns out. Uh, yeah. But, it's, but he's just, you know, he's like struggling with junior high shit and just, you know, it's so hard to be that age. It's just so it's, hard. And that's, that's all I, I keep communicating. I'm like, dude, this yeah. is a terrible time. Guess what? Yeah. That's actually the normal part. Like literally everybody is having that same exact experience as you. Yeah. And you have to just bear it. Yeah. And it's terrible. But I do think there is a like a level of they're trying to find something to put that on. They're mm-hmm. trying to find like, okay, so what exactly is it? And if I changed that, would I feel better? And the answer is no, but they haven't figured that out yet. Yeah. And that's why this clothes thing is so stupid because that actually is not the problem. The yeah. problem is you're a teenager and you're miserable like a teenager. And it's this horrible transition time where like you really, really uh, want to be independent and yet you have no capability of independence. You cannot yeah. manage it. You can't formulate it. You can't get yourself there. Henry at that age would always be like, I'll just move out. Yeah. And I'd be like, okay, okay, dude. where are you going to live? An apartment? How are you going to pay for it? What are you going to do? And it's like he he always was like ind- like he wants to be independent. He's always wanted to be independent so bad. But then when you're like, yeah, the but- complexity of independence is has not occurred to them. No. And that you're like you're you're independent in some ways as an adult, but not a bunch of other ways. You're you're still obligated to do a million things. And your obligation now is to your job and making money and being responsible and remembering to pay your power bill. And they, he has always felt like there's this something at the end of the the high school rainbow that he's going to get to and be, it's going to be so cool. And I'm like, there's not, <laughs> it's just, it's, it's all worse. shit. It's all, it's just all exhausting for the rest of your life. Yeah. We've been trying to communicate like what mature behaviors are versus mm-hmm. immature behaviors and I finally realized um, that, well, of course, it cannot come from me because I think Bodhi thinks like I'm just making stuff up on the spot. Like, well, that's really immature behavior or really mature behavior. So I just printed out this article that I found online that was 
like a compendium of immature behaviors. And then I printed out a, um, it's, oh, it's like a life skills checklist for 16 to 18 year olds. That's great. And I was like, so here's the thing. I know you think that I'm making this up, but here is some actual like, you know, have you tried having a man tell him all this? <laughs> <laughs> well, but if it's not, I mean, it's coming from me, but he was actually like, he was really into the life skills checklist. That's a great, actually a Because it's thing. like, um, you know, you have to know how to set the table. You'd have to know how to do your laundry. You have to know how to change your oil. Like it's, you know, 45 things or whatever. And some of it is really like he could easily go through and then check it off. And then there's other things like write a resume where he's like, oh, that's, yeah. you know, yeah. like how would I go about doing that? And so I was like, let's just, you know, tackle some of this stuff as projects over the next few months. And then that's a good idea. You'll maybe kind of recognize how having this information um, makes you more mature and capable of kind of adult things that's that is actually really interesting and helpful because that's kind of the so arthur got grounded and we do that very rarely like he's really been kind of pushing it and he got grounded and one of the things when we he was talking to us about getting ungrounded because he doesn't have a phone right now and he's very disgusted with that and doesn't have his laptop and um he was like how do i get ungrounded and i was like well we're looking we're looking we were giving you a lot of freedom before mm-hmm. because we thought you were mature enough to handle it, but you showed that you weren't. So now we've taken away some of those privileges because we're waiting to see if you can. And he's and like, so that's what we had done too yeah. was we were like, you have to earn this, but we didn't give him any specific ways to earn it. We yeah. were just like, Oh, well, you know, we'll let you know. And then I was like, well, you can't do that because then it was literally the week later and he's been like I've been working on all this stuff and I'm I'm trying to be mature and I was just like oh because you think that you can just like yeah turn it on and you know empty the dishwasher without me telling you and then I'm gonna be like bravo wow he's mature. mature yeah exactly so I think it's I mean here's the thing we presented it this weekend and uh He's been great this weekend, and by next weekend, it'll be a disaster. A disaster. I know. That's so there's it, a lot of that with the teen stuff. It goes back and forth and back and forth. And that's where, so he was saying, like, because we don't, you know, for the most part, I, I do, like, gentle parenting or whatever you want to call it, where I'm I'm very, like, you're a person. You're going to make your own mistakes. For the most part, I stay out of that until it hits a point where I'm like, okay, you're putting yourself in danger or you're doing something that's going to get you in trouble or whatever so for the most part i kind of stay out of their business that way but this time he finally pushed it hard enough and we were like he's so mad at us that we had grounded him and was like really furious and he was like this isn't even gonna help it's not even gonna help you're pushing me you're just pushing me and you're making things worse you're ruining my life and you blah 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 blah." and i was like oh man so funny because i remember as a teenager my mom one time when i was telling her that she was doing a bad job being like yeah there's not a, a manual for this I really like I know you don't believe me but I'm literally doing the best I can and I have no idea what I'm doing and Alex and I have been talking a bunch about like because the because the end goal is to create someone who's honest thoughtful responsible has good self-esteem then Alex was like I don't know that grounding him it really is doing anything it's not really helping it's just creating conflict and it's punitive with kind of just a vague we've taken your phone because like there's no like solid reason behind it it's more just like parental flailing and as he arthur was telling me like it just seems like you're doing things just to do them i was like yeah we are uh just to be clear i'm i'm out of my depth right now i was like we're literally because he was like how long am i grounded and i was like we're gonna do some research (laughs) gotta talk to a professional i'm not really sure how to handle some of this stuff also because like my God, every day I wake up and I am so grateful that my teenage angst and bullshit was not on the internet for everybody to see. Yeah. Oh, you know, I didn't have a TikTok. I wasn't on Instagram, you know, like I feel like so much of like, it's funny because I'm sure every generation goes through this where you're parenting your kids and you finally get to a point where you're like, well, I don't know anything about this. I don't know what the fuck to do with this. You know, like the boomers, their parents were like, free love what the fuck are you talking about you're like we don't know how well, to you never this. get the kid yeah that is like you when you were a kid no that you could then like 
extrapolate what you learned from your own experience. And that's what's crazy because Bodhi is nothing like Dave or I was mm -hmm. when we were his age. And then you have on top of that, the entirely different uh, cultural experience oh, yeah. and the way they've been raised and all this stuff. And it's just like, yeah, I, there's no way for me to have learned this from my own experience. Yeah. But for me, um, well, they, and then they also tell you like, well, by the time they're 13, they're totally cooked. There's not much that you can do in terms of like, yeah. um, you, you know, ensuring that you're they just are seeing if your parenting worked right after 13. Right. But for me, uh, I need to impose a few things that make it so that it's not unbearable for me mm -hmm. because uh, you know, like uh, the the week after the wedding, you know, Bodhi had this meltdown where he like dropped all this stuff in a phone conversation with Dave, which was like totally a surprise to Dave. It was not, he wasn't anticipating it. And it was all this stuff about like, for instance, his clothes where we're like, wait what? a minute. What? Like, why didn't you like, rather than in a meltdown conversation where you're crying, why didn't you just like say like, hey, can we, you know, go get some new t-shirts or something? Like, why does it have to be a drama event? Yeah, yeah. But anyway, so then Dave didn't sleep for two nights. I'm like, stewing about things like trying to parse it i write down everything so that like we remember what topics that need to be talked about and how we're gonna you know handle it and i'm just like this is just so much time on something that i really think was like it was just a teen temper tantrum. just hormones it's literally hormones and he, yeah he really doesn't it, it was not based or maybe it was there was a sliver of truth to it but it was actually like you know, related to something else. Yeah. And, you know, so we talked to him about it and we did finally get to the bottom of it. But I'm just like, I have to have some tools for myself because I don't really think that there's much that we can do that we have control over any of it at this point. But like, I got to be able to live my live in my life and not be just, you know, upset and concerned and worried and feel like I have to yeah. You know, do all this shit. Yeah, I'm I'm finding myself cuz he's my third. Yeah. Like he's having a he was having a big meltdown and he was having a hard time and I'm like I already did this yeah. two times <laughs> and I'm so tired. Yeah. I'm just so tired and it's funny cuz I remember my parents were very much like that with my two younger siblings. I'm right in the middle of that side of the family anyway. I'm the oldest on the other side but my um younger brother and younger sister like they were just so done like yeah. the three uh, the three older kids we had all been so wild that by the time my brother they were just like i don't i don't know i don't know i don't know and nothing like i feel like also you know both calvin and henry for 13 to 15 was rough for them and then they came out of it and they're rad like they're such easy people to get along with they you know they don't get into any trouble they're just they're just really chill, easy, wonderful people to be around. No drama. And um, and so having to right now be in the thick of it again, I'm just like, I'm so tired. And I feel so like, well, and, and I'm having to tell myself. I feel like Bodhi's like doing the classic 13-year-old behavior. Mm -hmm. But just he's late. 16. Yeah. And so I'm like, oh, yeah, we knew that this was going to come later. But it's it's like there's also so many more uh, things than you have to be worried about. Like the fact that. You know, he's he calling drive. Dave crying, crying, and he's in his car. Yeah. You know, it's just like, oh, fucking A, man. Yeah, the freedom, <laughs> the freedom of that coupled. Oh, yeah. So, I know. It's it's so, it's so tough. And it's so hard to know, like, you know, that's the funny thing is I don't, I don't know. I don't, I watch a lot of parenting stuff. I read a lot of parenting but stuff. But is there a way through it's that just, isn't like, it isn't, you know, teetering on the edge all the time and I just I feel like there isn't no every yeah. kid goes through it in their own way but they all go through it yeah and except for Alex apparently because when I've bitched to his mom about this she's always like my boys never went through that they were just really really respectful really quiet really nice never got in any trouble Alex didn't smoke pot till he was like 23 didn't try alcohol till he was an adult know. you know I'm like how the fuck did you do that that didn't that's definitely like I don't I just feel like 
yeah, but it's you're right. I think there's no way around it. When I when my kids were little, I'm sure I have so many friends with little kids who are like, oh, I don't think it'll be like that with my kids. And I'm like, okay, God bless, you know, because I remember thinking that same thing. And I, I was always so tight with my kids and we were really close. And then these these two years, 13 to 15, it's like you really for me, I always just have to be like, don't take it personal. Just wait it out. Your job is to literally keep them alive while their brain finishes like or it's not even finished because they're not done until they're like 26 but like while they're cooking you just have to kind of like be there and when they're I also I have a pretty firm boundary about I don't talk to them about certain things if it's not productive because teenagers love to go in circles yes like just like the clothes thing to just like they'll find something in the ether that's your fault and it's almost just because like they need to like rail against the system and you're the system, yeah. you know, and the system actually sucks. Like, you know, one of uh, Arthur's friends got in trouble for smoking pot at school and I was talking to him and he was like, he was like, you just don't get it. And I was like, no, I get it. School is boring and it's especially boring. I think now, like I feel like for kids who have like cell phones and YouTube and constant entertainment to have to sit through a classroom like discussion on you know like world war one or something it is really boring i totally get why they would be like i'm self-medicating through this like i'm not doing this sober i get it and he was like it's just like i have to be there every day and like and i was like i i fully get where you're coming from uh you still probably shouldn't get high at school because <laughs> it's like <laughs> and gonna get you in trouble and he was like it's so boring i was like yeah wait till you get a job you know like it's so much of life is just that. So, yeah, I don't know. It's it's tough. It's hard, too, because like with teenagers, I think a lot of times, too, like at that age range, they'll have like these co very cognizant moments of their own sort of buffoonery. And they'll be like, oh, my God, I'm being I'm being nuts. And you're like, yeah. And then but it's like the hormones take back over. You know, it's like a Jekyll and Hyde thing. Like they can't help it. Like the hormones really are a soup inside of them so well and it's so much work i mean we, you know this like the lying thing mm -hmm. like Bodhi comes up with a really elaborate scenario in order to cover his tracks because he did something that he doesn't want to get in trouble for and literally like it could be the most minor thing where all he would have to say is like you know oh this happened and we'd be like yeah that's super shitty and you know he never gets punished he never gets grounded any of those things but rather than like just face it head on. Mm -hmm. He comes up with an elaborate lie, which then he cannot remember. And so he's, you know, backpedaling and then rushing forward. And it's like so much more work and yeah. so much effort. And we're just like, why don't you just tell us dude, the truth, dude? Would, would you be able to just kind of think like, see this through? Yeah. It, what's going to happen? They can't though. But I really, they, can't. they really are. It's, you know, I try to remember that when I'm talking to them at this age is like the, the idea of accountability the or, or like responsibility. responsibility or not being impulsive in a situation. It's, it's beyond their grasp right now. And so it's like, you know, being mad at a baby for pooping its pants because it's, they can't help it. They really, the big picture stuff will come later hopefully but that is a, it's a hard couple of years to wait out where you're like over and over being like why would you lie to me i don't get it like the lying is the only thing in our house that gets you in trouble it's the only thing anything else you tell me i'll be like wow that's uh not that's not what i would do with my life but you know good luck but like lying yeah, i'm like no lying, lying. it really is it's only the lying that gets you in trouble yeah. and that seems like they can't yeah they can't control that at all. Yeah. So, do you have any fun non-kid stuff? Do you have anything? Um, well, I have a fun kid thing, which was um, we hooked up the red phone. Oh, cute! So that it, the, we got this thing off the internet. It's called Cell to Jack, and so you can hook up your cell phone to the old-fashioned phone. Oh, no way. And cool. Your, so then you can actually get calls, make calls. Uh, That's adorable. Dial. So it just, you know, it makes the same ring. It sounds like the old phone, only it's via your cell phone. That's so cute. So I love it's it. been 
amazing. Um, and Bodhi was really enamored with it. And so, you know, it just really feels like this weird ancient object to him. <laughs> and so we were telling him all about like, the crazy things that you could do if you had a landline, one of which was make a prank phone call. There's no such thing as prank phone calls anymore. No. And it was like an industry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, hours of my life yeah. were spent conceiving of and pulling off, you know, with la various levels of success, <laughs> prank phone calls. Yeah. And like, he didn't really get it. Yeah. Until we, you know, found some like, uh, audio of you know kind of famous prank phone calls there was like i don't remember what the group was but it had sarah silverman in it and Patton yeah. oswald and like all these people and making these you know hilarious prank phone calls but yeah it's not a thing anymore and that's too bad <laughs> <laughs> that's funny because one of the things when we we're talking to arthur i was like i i think we're gonna bump you down to a flip phone man like i think that's gonna happen and i didn't actually think he would be that fussed about it but he was like so upset and so mad and I was like no you'll be the cool guy with a flip phone you'll be the guy like with no social media presence who's too cool for Instagram you'll be a flip phone guy and he's like that's not a thing that's not a thing so, and I was like yeah Bodie, oh, okay. Bodie had a flip phone <laughs> up until like two months ago and yeah he was not a cool guy no turns out yeah I thought I thought maybe you could be like the cool mysterious flip phone guy he was like that's no <laughs> nobody's gonna think that well we still gonna have look that like flip a phone pedophile want to get it turned on <laughs> So. I, I think we might I, we might but you know there is a there is like I love a flip like phone like what you said about being uh, about school being boring also so much of what kids do is just totally passive mm -hmm. and it doesn't require any even like things like prank phone calls were required some kind of uh, investment in your time and effort like so many things that they do are just effortless like watching and absorbing and yeah, yeah. and yeah. so um i think they really are bored and that was dave's point to Bodie was like um keep busy yeah find something to do because there's a lot of like mulling and stewing because you're just laying around yeah like if you're busy then you're not doing that yeah <laughs> but yeah. they're not busy enough no so but not bored enough either Oh no, boredom, boredom does never inspires anything. In that, them, according to my mother, it's really important for kids to be bored, to be creative. Well, I, I was that's like, definitely, um, I think, when they're little. Yeah. You yeah. know, like then they'll be like, oh, I'm going to get my crayons out. That's or, why we weren't allowed to watch TV yeah. as kids and because uh, she wanted us to be inspired. And she's always been like, and look how creative you came out. And I'm like, I'm creative because I'm incredibly mentally ill. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> so thank you for that also. But had nothing to do with being bored out of my brains for most of my childhood, I think. Plenty of people who were allowed to watch television ended up very creative people. I think there are different kinds of people, though, because I don't know that I was creative because my parents would, wouldn't allow us to be bored and we had to come up with stuff but I tried to play that card yeah with Bodhi for a long long time and then I was like oh he's just not creative <laughs> he's just not it's not <laughs> he just doesn't want to do anything no, he just he's just kind of lazy yeah, yeah yeah okay so what do you have to talk about <sighs> well uh, I mean I have news but I can't share it yet mm -hmm. so we're waiting till the next podcast so I can share some big news and talk about a bunch of stuff other than that um you know not not a ton really just kind of hanging out and uh i'm tired and that's it that's all for me yeah mm. i don't have anything i can really talk about everything that's happened to me in the last week i can't say yet so uh next week i'll have a ton of stuff to talk about but right now not really a ton i can say i was supposed to go to seattle this weekend had to reschedule that sorry seattle um but it was actually worked out way better for me but i am sorry about that and uh yeah other than that nothing so last week was a full moon. Yes, last it was. weekend yeah. was a full moon, and um, I didn't even really pay attention to that until I realized day the the next day because um, in the middle of the night on Sunday night, I got up to go pee, as I always do, and then you know like a minute later came back and it was dark in my room because it was in the middle of the night and I put my hands on the bed and it was wet like wet 
And I was like really confused because also half asleep. Yeah. And so I said to Dave, like, why is the bed wet? Why there the bed is all wet. And he wakes up and he goes, Oh my god, that's what he was doing. He was peeing. So Otter Pop Oh my god. No. Peed <gasps> all on the bed. What? In the middle of the night. What? And we're sure it wasn't Dave. It was for sure Otter Pop. <laughs> Sorry, um, Dave. Which, you know, we've had one pee incident at our house. One, pee, or well, maybe more when he was first brand new. Yeah, at but yours. he was he was brand and brand new. And then we had the situation when we were doing the podcast. But he's housebroken. Yeah, he, he goes outside. But we realized that the problem with him is that he gets so tired. Oh, that he was like. Okay, we're getting up to go pee now. And he just went pee, but he didn't go all the way out. He was still asleep. Oh my God. So he peed all over. Oh my God. And it was the feather bed, <gasps> which we had to go, like, you know, then we're up in the middle of the night changing the sheets, taking off the feather bed, like the whole thing, and then Jesus. had to go to the laundromat the next day. They have, it's like the giant washing machine. Yeah. It took hours to wash it. Then we had to dry it. I mean, it was such a fucking mess. Otter pop. I, yeah, I've never, ever in my life of having pets had a dog pee on my bed. No, no, me neither. It's not a thing. No. Yeah. Little full moon present for you. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, I think it was probably the full moon. And then poor Otter Pop, he was just, he gets so tired. You can move him around and he's just asleep. Wow. Weird. Yeah. I'm hoping it's like a puppy thing. Yeah. <laughs> Not a brain damage thing. Because <laughs> that's, Cause, yeah. Because Dave's like, he can't come on the bed anymore. He can't come on the bed anymore. I'm like, but we've had him like yeah. three months. Yeah. It's not like he's, he's never, it's not like a habit. That's so bizarre. Yeah. It was very weird. So anyway. Well, don't let your puppy pee on your bed if you can help it. <laughs> Being fat, peeing, I have to pee so bad. Should we pause or be done? I have to pee so bad. I think we we can be done. Okay, it's th- it's straight up three o'clock. Okay, perfect. All well, right. well, thanks. Everybody. This was great. Thanks for listening. Uh, next week I have big news. Also, if you're in the Portland or Salem area, get your tickets for my special taping November twelfth. Uh, Jeff Tape will be opening for me. It's going to be a blast. Come out to it. It's probably also the the last time I'm doing comedy uh, for a while. So (laughs) you should probably come see me. Okay. All right. right, Love love you. you. Bye. Bye.